0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Tuesday, it's the 11th of April, 2023. Coming up today, we're going to be hearing from Orbit Research. The CEO, Venkatesh Chari, joins us and an app to get GPT on your watch.
0: You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean
2: Priest, how are you? I am gorgeous. Thank you, Stephen Scott. How are you, sir? Oh, you know me. Always wonderful. Never want to complain. Sorry? Who are you?
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot for a second who I was there. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I am going to complain a lot. I am complaining. I'll tell you why. I am. Oh, yeah, you got me off oh, on this now. Wow, Thank you for that. Already? I was actually good today. Yeah, if even that. And, you know, you got me annoyed already. Typical sorry. Sean Priest. Carry uh, on. You know, I, I spend so much time on this on this TikTok thing, and you know, social media, Facebook, Watch, Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm getting sick of it. You know what? I, want? I saw an article the other day about uh, a guy who wants to bring back the dumb phone. He says all oh, the Gen Z, the Gen Zers, is that the, is that today's generation? I don't I, even I,
2: know what that means I anymore. Can't work out what this Gen Z thing is. Uh, no. I still seems like the youngsters. Are we to not me? the millennials? I, I don't. I mean, I was born in 1973. I mean, what's that? The flares? I, I have no <laughs> idea why I am. You <laughs> were well, the
1: past. That's what we are. We're the past. But the modern generation are getting a little bit fed up of being addicted to smartphones and they kind of want a way to break away. And, you know, you think back to the Nokia 3310 or, you know, whatever Nokia phone you had with talks on at the time, Sean. Um, yes. I didn't have the phone with talks. I didn't have that because <gasps> I wasn't blind enough at that time. Oh,
2: well, traitor. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> talks yeah. was classic. Well, it was, you know,
1: and these phones were incredible because they just that's i mean first off they could actually make a phone call and hold a call for quite a period of time and had brilliant battery life i saw a great meme the other day of uh, you know it was like put something like atm in the morning battery 100% you know atm 3 days later 99% yes. uh, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> it true didn't change. yes it's because you did nothing on it but make calls. That's Well, right. that's, that's exactly right. And maybe there's an argument to say that we should maybe get back to some of that. Don't you think we're just getting a little bit addicted to these things? And, you know, oh. our smartphones today, you're just, you know, I go on that thing and I'm sitting on, well, not so much TikTok anymore because I've come off that, but Facebook watch, Twitter, I'm sitting on those things all day and I'm just wasting hours and hours of my wasting.
2: life. Wasting. There's, there's two words I take. I'm going to use the word Umbrage. <gasps> Umbridge. Yeah, wow. I'm not sure, sure if British that's right word. or if that's that's a British place. I don't know. It's I'm a wonderful. Take place. I've been there on holiday. I think. <laughs> and the word addiction and uh, uh, I've I forgotten what the other one was. But the point is, waste, <laughs> <Yeah>. waste <laughs> <says> is <it> all <laughs> wasting. Yes, my brain's addled by too much Facebook. Watch no wasting and addicted. Well, we've had this chat before, right? And we've you've, have. Ne- you've I, never not, really been I know, we're not going to go down this road, but I'm not going to go just, into detail here, but I just think you know what? what, you're not wasting it. It's up to you what you consider wasting your time. There's no yeah, what about the children? What
1: about the children? What about
2: the children? They, they, look, they, they do what they want to do. Uh, a hoop and a stick back in the day. That was wasting time. Running a stick across railings, wasting time. Making a rope swing across a pond, wasting their time. They should be reading books You know, 24-7. Absolutely not. I think it's just another form of entertainment stroke education stroke waste of time. Wow. It doesn't bother me. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, I'll we'll let the there. public decide on that one. I think yes. that's
1: that's quite interesting, actually. Yeah. So, where do you stand on that one? Hmm. Okay. That is an interesting point, right? Because you're Thank right. You. We did waste a lot of time in our youth doing different things. Is the same. Bmx. Doing the bunny hops
2: on the bmx, getting the pegs. I ah, see. So yeah.
1: You clearly had more vision than me nah. when you were younger, because I I could never have managed all that. Um, I love how we end up playing the "How much vision did you have?" game. I just you ever find that with people, you end up playing this game of you know how much vision did you have? Well, I had more vision than I had less vision than you.
2: That was luxury. A little bit of light <laughs> perception, luxury. What, I got a, a cupboard What were you? What
1: are you faking it? <laughs> Are you telling lies? Oh, dear. Anyway, uh, I want to uh, mention something because, you know, everyone's on about AI. Everyone's on about GPT. That's all anyone's talking about. But you know what? Practical use case, okay? So practical use case for AI. (laughs) This is for me. So um, this morning, uh, my wife and I decided we were going to head out for a bit of breakfast. Uh, And you know me. (gasps) Breakfast socializing. Listen, you know me, Sean. I like to treat my wife to the very best. Of course, yes. So I wanted to check what time McDonald's stopped serving breakfast. Of course, yes. So it's I a asked. Treat. Is it your yeah. anniversary?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I said to her, okay, so, you know, we get some McDonald's, that'll be nice. And she says, okay. And I, I said, well, what I'll do is I'll ask City, because I had my watch on. And I said, okay, so, you know, I asked City, what time does McDonald's stop serving breakfast? Now, it might be different in other parts of the world, but in the UK, I think the answer is like half 10 or half 11, and I couldn't really remember. So, yeah. I uh, I checked in with Siri, and all Siri did was tell me where the nearest McDonald's was. And I thought, this is rubbish. You know, if I had Lady A on there, or I had mm, GPT on there, then this might give me the answer. Now, I know you can get Lady A on there. There was an app that was going around for a bit that let you do that, wasn't there? Was it? I can't remember the name of it. No. Voice
2: in a can. Yeah, I've still oh, got yeah, it that's on my right. voice in a can. It's a little bit hit and miss, but yeah, yeah it's there
1: it's it's does that connect through to your lady a app on your phone or is it totally separate
2: no it's not separate you just sign in using your amazon account so i use it for example to close down the studio if i forget or turn the heating on or off if i'm out oh, and i okay. don't want to dr- drag out my phone you can just you know open up the app so it, it's it's fine for that but the watch is so picky about when it turns off you know you try listening to a podcast through lady a on your watch forget about it because it's going right. to turn off after two seconds right
1: Well, well, we should talk about that at some point because I've been playing with an app that can do that on your phone um, if you want to listen to a podcast on your watch. I don't know if I would, though. Although sometimes I think that's not a bad Mm. idea because, you know, I I don't like carrying my phone around in my hand all the time. You know, doing stuff around the house, you just think, if I could just take this with me. If only I had a speaker somewhere nearby. Oh, wait, I'm wearing one. (laughs) So, you know, I could just put it on there. So, yeah, that might be something we talk about in the future. But, yeah, so I looked into this because, uh, you know, obviously (laughs) the answer to all problems is spend money. And uh, I thought, let's go on the App Store. Let's see if there are any apps. And I did a bit of Googling just to check. Clearly, I had far too much time on my hands this morning. But um, I uh, got online. This is because I'm not on TikTok anymore, right? I've got time. Yeah. So I get online, and I check out, are there any apps that I could use, GPT, for example, on my Apple Watch? And one came up called P T. P E T E Y. I P-E-T-E-Y. I hope my horrible accent makes sense of that. No. Uh, What's it
2: called P? Oh, chat, GPT. PT. Oh, oh, makes sense.
1: A little human version of it, right? So tiny little PT. Uh, And it gives you the wealth of capability of GPT. Now, I will say this. We do have a lot of time to go through it today, but I'll just explain roughly how it works. It's a very simple application. You download it to your phone. You can use it on your iOS device. I don't know if it works on Android at all. I haven't gone that far yet, but... There's bound to
2: be something on there'll be an equivalent, yeah. If there isn't,
1: if this isn't one, but uh, yeah, you can download it to your phone, you can use it in exactly the same way. It's the same interface on the watch as it is on the phone, which is kind of useful. And it's very simple, it's just a text field, and you can dictate into that text field and ask a question, get the response. Now, it does have a speech function built in, it will use I think it's just Daniel it uses to you know read out the responses. But if you use Voiceover on your watch, you probably don't want that. So you can turn that feature off, and you can just yes. swipe through and get the answer. Um, but yeah, it is. It's really really simple. Will we try it just quickly? We'll do a live demo and see if it works. Oh, a live demo! What could possibly what could go wrong? Possibly go wrong. Okay, so come on, on, PT. Open PT. Here we go. Hopefully you can hear this. PT smile image. PT smile image, um, that's I guess the little whatever that is on the screen. okay. so fine. I'll swipe uh, to the right. I hope you can hear this okay. I can't get this volume to go up any louder on this No, it's
2: very quiet. It is very
1: quiet. So yeah, we've got gear image, uh, which is, well, I've been in there. That's settings, and it lets you enable the speech. You can also uh, purchase GPT-4. I haven't really gone that far yet, but you can go down that route. Although I don't know if you want that on a a
2: text-based
1: application. I don't see the point. Uh, And then you swipe again. Ask me anything, and you can. actually action, there's actions available on that. You can swipe down. You won't hear this, but, yeah, you can swipe down. It says dictation. I, I won't do it. I'll, I'll try and get a better <laughs> set up with this audio. I, I, honestly, I've been turning this. This volume's about 100, and I can barely hear it. So I don't know what's going on. Um, but sometimes when you go into dictation mode on the watch, the volumes just get really screwed up. Yes, yeah. Uh, so I think that may be part of it. But, yeah, you go to the Ask Us Anything field. You can double tap on that, and it'll bring up the on-screen keyboard. Or you can actually just swipe down on that field, and it'll let you dictate. You just It'll say dictate, double tap, and you're immediately in dictation. And then you can ask your question. So I asked the question, what time does McDonald's stop serving breakfast? And it came back and said, McDonald's stop serving breakfast at 10.30 AM. And I thought, well, no, that is worth £3.99 that I paid for this app if
2: nothing else that's worth yes of course it's <laughs> a bacon, bacon muffin of anyone's money that's <laughs> perfect that is really cool like obviously we've talked about it before um the shortcut that you can do so i've got the same thing on my phone a, a shortcut called advanced mode which as soon as i double tap it it just says what you want to say and you dictate what you want to say and it sends it to chat gpt but it's not really that straightforward to set up because mm-hmm. you need an api key which means you got to go to the chat gpt website go to the settings generate a key copy that key open up the shortcuts paste it in the right place and then save it back it's not difficult or anything but i mean you know it, it is extra steps that really most people aren't going to do so an app like this yeah i think that's that's really cool Now, just for clarity, you
1: do have to pay for the app. Like I say, you buy the application. Uh, It was £4 for me to buy here in the UK. Uh, You then have a monthly subscription. You get a two-week free trial, and then you pay an additional, uh, in this case in the UK, £6 a month to use the app. And that would be on (laughs) top of – hang on. That's on top of whatever you're paying for ChatGPT in the first place. Okay, so if you're paying for Plus, you still have to pay for the app. Now, it does say – you don't have to do this if you can add an API key. So you can add an API key in the setup, and uh-huh. that will enable, I guess, the way to sort of, I, I guess, funnel it through. I, I don't really understand how it works, so I'm just paying the money. It's just just easier for me just to say, just take the money. <laughs> and that's
2: kind of my point, right? You lots of people it. are going to want to do that. Yeah. Yes.
1: But that's why I wanted to mention it, because for a lot of people who might be put off by this whole add API key and delving into settings, and it does feel, I mean, for me, it feels a little bit, I feel nauseous when I start to get into these things. <laughs> um, you know, it would actually be easier just to say, look, is there a quick way? Is there an easy way to do this? I feel that doesn't a demo coming
2: along. It may be 20 minutes long, but I feel I could do I a demo on this. Yeah. So you, what, what, are you going to do it on the basis of saving people money? Saving £6 a month. I think that's quite expensive, to be fair. It is. And look,
1: this is all very new. And I think for me, you know, I've got a two-week free trial here. Whether I keep it going or not, I don't know. I may figure out. In fact, if you do the demo in the next two weeks, I can save myself £6 a month. There, uh, you, there go. you go. You're on track. track. You're right. on track to save me money. I'm on it. But it's quite good. I mean, you know, and, and I'm sure there are other apps as well. There are lots of other apps, I'm sure, out there. And certainly for the phone, uh, we had. And this, is, this was all kind of sparked by Eleanor talking about the Oracle app, which, you know, was oh, it yeah, called the Oracle right. of Light? The Oracle or of Echo? Light,
2: yes. I did take a look into that, and uh, that is £169 UK pounds a month. Um, for um, You can use it, I think you can use it for free, uh, but it doesn't. Have a like a conversational side to it, so you can mm. ask a question; it will give you an answer. But you can't ask a follow up question on the same topic because it, it forgets immediately that, you, that your previous answer or question. Right. So if you pay for the subscription of one pound sixty nine a month. Then um, it, you get the conversational side of it, which means that you can say, "Okay, um, you know, on that question I asked before, I am want to ask another question, and it remembers, which is really handy." Hey, and for a pound sixty nine a month, I think that's far more reasonable, and that's yeah. that's quite cool actually. I'd like to understand a bit more
1: about this whole API key thing and, and how, because I feel in a way I'm paying for something, and now I'm just paying for it again, and I don't really need to, because if I, all I have to do is just, it sounds to me like. The key. Tell me if I'm wrong here. That the, the yep. key from ChatGPT Plus, which I'm paying for, you know, to the tune of like twenty quid a month or whatever it is, uh-huh. that key enables access to this app to access that, and therefore not have to pay <laughs> the subscription over
2: here. Well, actually, what
1: you're like paying for. Two lanes. For, I'm paying like two lanes as opposed to just are, one.
2: Yes, but what you're paying for with ChatGPT Plus is the a quicker response, almost priori- priority. Right. Uh, And a quicker response, and you're not going to get a busy, I can't answer you. I have uh, the the API key as well, but I pay nothing. You know me. But it does mean you (laughs) need to register with uh, ChatGPT or OpenAI, uh, register an account. And just doing that will give you the ability for that conversational where it remembers the whole conversation. Got you. Okay. And it gives you the API key. But what you're paying for is priority access. If I can't even say that word. Priority access. Well, lots more discussion on the. Look, it's
1: not as if we're ever going to stop talking about this, and this is all oh, yeah. I was talking about. But it's very interesting. Uh, right, look, stick around because uh, we're going to take a little bit of an early break here because we do have a fantastic guest waiting for us in the oh, wings, Venkatesh so Chari. I know I'm so excited about this. We're going to be talking about Optima Braille laptops, the Orbit Speak, and lots of other products as well. Uh, this is the first time we've managed to get Orbit Research on the show, and it's none other than the CEO himself, Venkatesh, Venkatesh Chari, joining us next here on Double Tap.
2: Follow Double Tap on social
1: media
0: at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Okay,
1: let's dive right into our big interview of the day. I'm so pleased to welcome to the show, Sean. We've been expecting orbit research on here for some time. Finally, we have the CEO of Orbit Research with us, Venkatesh Chari, with us. Welcome to the show, Venkatesh. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's great to have you here. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, because, you know, Orbit Research has been a company that's been on our radar now for some time. And it is, it's such an interesting company because of its origins. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about its origins for people who aren't aware.
0: Well, we have uh, we've actually, uh, this is our 25th year in business, so... Uh, that's uh, uh you know i can't believe it's been that long uh certainly doesn't feel that long and uh we started as a small company we still are a small company but we started really small uh our first product was a talking um scientific calculator and that we uh, uh where we adapted a uh texas instruments uh, uh calculator and made it uh, speech enabled uh then we uh, developed uh The iBill product, you know, which uh, is a money identifier, a talking money identifier. And um, a few other calculator designs, uh, including a graphing calculator, which we call the Orion TI-84+. And then we developed a line of uh, Braille products. Uh, That was uh, uh, starting in uh, 2016 when we partnered with the Transforming Braille Group, uh, a consortium of uh, blindness organizations from around the world. Um, with the mission to transform Braille uh, literacy by making uh, an affordable uh, Braille display. And that was the uh, how the Orbit Reader 20 came about. And uh, since then, we have uh, uh, developed uh, other Braille displays, including the Orbit Reader 40, um, the Orbit Reader 20+, and uh, most recently, uh, we announced... Uh, the uh, multi-line Braille displays, which we call the Orbit Slate. We have two models of those. And um, uh, just at CSUN a couple of weeks ago, we uh, announced uh, the Optima, the, uh, a uh, full Windows Braille uh, laptop computer, so a laptop computer with an integrated Braille display. And our first products in the low-vision Space, you know, a line of uh, really affordable uh, magnifiers, electronic magnifiers. So our our mission has been really to bring affordable products to this uh, community, and not compromise on features or performance uh, in any way. And uh, you know, we're we feel we are very blessed that uh, we've been able to achieve this with a lot of our products and have been able to. You know, bring about uh, transformation, um, especially in the field of education in developing countries.
1: Yeah, I have to say, first off, I'm amazed that your company's that old. I did not realise that. I no, Me either. Yeah, I, I heard about Orbit Research first when, when you, as you say, you joined up with the Transforming Braille Group. And, and that was when I learned about your company through the Orbit Reader 20. And I kind of had the impression, I think you did as well, Sean, that this came about the company came about that because year. of that,
2: yes, yeah. in 2016. And I, I, it's really strange. But was it 2016 <laughs> when the um, Orbit Reader 20 came out? It that it seems it seems just like only yesterday. It's it's really strange. I mean, I, I guess we use the word uh, Orbit Research being it's just disruptive to the brow market. I mean, it, it really changed everything. Are you? Are you still surprised by the change, the the impact that you've had, when, especially when it comes to Braille? Because the price point of Braille displays until, you know, the Orbit reader came along was just really prohibitive.
0: Yes, indeed. I mean, you know, quite honestly, it, it does continue to surprise me because, uh, uh, you know, we, you know, almost every single day we come across... Uh, uh, a, a new user is, or a story about a user and what they've been able to accomplish uh, with access to to Braille, and it is you know truly heartwarming and and, and humbling. So yes, I continue to be pleasantly surprised. And uh, um, we we you know, it's it's funny. Uh, we also, I think I forgot to mention, we also have a graphic display, so a tactile graphic display. We call it the graffiti. And uh, we have its sibling, the Graffiti Plus, which also has a 40-cell braille display in addition to an array of uh, uh, pins that move up and down. And uh, you know, every time we show it to somebody, they have a brand new application for it that we never thought of before, that we never heard of before. And uh, it's it's uh, you know one of our biggest rewards, uh, and definitely for me personally as well. Is um, being able to see the impact our products have on people's lives. So that that truly is our our, our biggest reward and, and, and joy. No, I, I will
1: say this that. I want to talk about the Optima because that is when, you know, you really piqued my interest. Of course he does. Oh, yes. I was so yes. excited <laughs> when I heard there was like, a oh, laptop, up about I was this.
2: so excited. On and on about it. Honestly,
1: I was so happy <laughs> about this because I thought, oh, this is amazing, right? So I want to ask you lots of questions about that. But I do sure. want to ask you about one product in particular, mm-hmm. uh, which is a little bit, let's just say, coming out a little bit sooner. That's the Orbit Speak. Mm-hmm. Because we know about the Orbit Reader and the Orbit Writer which is right. that input device. Uh, right. but, but the Orbit speaks a bit of a different device, isn't it? Because it doesn't have the Braille display, but it does have note-taking capabilities, right? That's correct. That's correct.
0: So if you think about it, uh, you know, the, so the genesis of the idea was uh, in having a device, a simple device with similar capabilities uh, to the Orbit reader, but with speech as output instead of Braille. Um, and uh, as we thought about it, you know, uh, it was very easy to draw parallels with uh, the Braille and Speak, and, um, mm. uh, which was a, a revolutionary device. It was uh, for many, many users their sort of first, you um, contact with 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 technology for such purposes, and uh, did what it was intended to do fabulously well. So we felt that, you know, that that need still existed. And there was a there was a, a, a place for a simple, very compact, affordable device that uh, gave speech output and had Braille input, which also is one of the things that allows it to be really compact.
1: OK, so and that's due out when?
0: That's due out uh, later this year, so we're expecting to have them available um, before the end of June.
1: And do you, ha- do you have a price on that at this point?
0: So we don't have an exact price set, but it uh, it's safe to say that it'll be somewhere around the $500 range.
2: Why was there such a delay with this? Or was there even a delay? It seems like this was... Announced, and there was it was the, the pre-order page was up for a, a long time, and there was a lot of interest in it, but it just didn't seem to appear. Was there any problems when it came to the Orbit Speed?
0: Yes, there actually, uh, unfortunately, were were problems, and uh, uh, much of the problem is really related to the broader problem uh, in the electronic uh, component space. So, as as you know, you know uh, since the start of uh, the pandemic, um, the uh, electronic component industry went uh, into a state of deep turmoil and uh, availability of parts affected almost every aspect of our our lives, you know, from, uh, you know, car factories shutting down production lines because they no longer could get chips to to make the cars to, you know, uh, companies like us. Uh, struggling to uh, to to produce products that you know were in in, in stable production, uh, let alone new products such as the um, the Orbit Speak. So we you know the, the supply chain issues were the primary reason why there were rather significant delays. You know one of the key components that we were using, uh, the manufacturer. You know uh, changed plans, you know decided to 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 do something different. We had to really struggle to you know to convince them to continue to make that part since we had already gone quite a ways in our in our design work and that set things back by several months, unfortunately, you know we had expected to have the product on the shelves by by Christmas last year, yeah. and uh, so now it's unfortunately delayed you know by around six months or so. I want to talk about the Optima please can we talk about the Optima
1: now because this is so exciting. Uh so the Optima Braille laptop. Now we've talked a little bit about this on the show already, Venkatesh. So we've we've discussed okay. a lot of the detail on it. The year twenty twenty four is when this is announced it will come out. It feels a little bit vague uh, as often these things are. Um and I just wonder, you know, I've kind of called your company sometimes the, the Tesla of Braille devices, where, you know, you have a brilliant product, but when is it going to actually be available? When can I, when can I buy it? <laughs> right. uh, and, you know, I just wonder about this. Is there a danger or a concern that this may also slip a little further back in its production?
0: We—that's a great question and a perfectly valid one. And you know, your, your—I uh, uh, mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess I can take it both ways. Uh, You've know, <laughs> been called being called a Tesla. Is, uh, you know, it's you know—it's not the worst thing course. to be called. They're good good cars, for, for sure, for sure. And you know, certainly, it has been disruptive in many ways as well. So uh, I'll take that as a compliment. I'm not—I'm not, not talking about the Elon Musk <laughs> thing.
1: Forget that. No, I'm not yes, discussing that side of it. No. <laughs>
0: so uh uh, but yeah, you're you're absolutely right to be concerned about it. And and incidentally, you know, the these uh supply chain issues have impacted other products as well, including the, the Orbit Slate. You know, that was expected mm. to also ship by last December and uh is now shipping actually we, we're gonna start shipping next month. So uh we're we're really really pleased about that. You know, we have them in production now. So uh but going back to your question about the the Optima, so it it was it was with with this in mind, you know that there were still a lot of uncertainties in the supply chain. That we actually are, uh, allowed ourselves a whole year, and we said, "Look, you know, we're going to announce it season, and our intention is to start shipping it by by next season." So uh, we have given ourselves some uh, runway here, and um, we you know we have we have learned a lot from our you know our, our experiences with the, uh, with the with the current products, and um, uh, we are planning things you know pretty pretty rigorously to make sure that we don't end up uh, with delays and uh, the reason why we announced it early was because we actually wanted to to get feedback from the community. We wanted to um, start the conversation. We wanted to um, get uh, people thinking about it, discussing, and um, giving us feedback, which I'm really happy to say has already been happening. You know, we've got some great feedback. Uh, about features, you know, great questions uh, about how we are planning to do certain things. I wanted to ask you about that uh,
1: feedback because that's the interesting bit here, right? Because obviously this stage, I was wondering about this. If you're at CSUN and I know a lot of people were hands-on with the product at CSUN, uh, you know, does that help you finesse the product now? Can you make changes now based on that feedback in in advance of, of, of the product being made available?
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we we absolutely can. You know, there's there's still a lot of things that we can uh, change, um, and we are, you know, we look forward to every bit of feedback. Uh, there's a lot of things that we can continue to to change for the next several months, and then there are many things that we will be able to to modify even after that. You know, things that can be done, you know, via software. Um, so yes, absolutely. You know, uh, for uh for your your audience Uh, you know please please feed us back any thoughts comments wishes uh we are very happy to hear from all of you
2: okay so i I just want to ask a quick and maybe slightly cheeky question here um everyone wants to know do you know what sort of price we're going to be looking at for this what's it likely to be (laughs)
0: <laughs> that is a great question thank you uh, i <laughs> i'm not sure if i have a great answer for you yet but uh our our, our goal here is you know for a fully configured uh, unit to be more affordable than the note takers that are on the market today so uh, so you know what that sort of upper limit is, you know, it's around $5,500, $6,000 or so. And that would, and so our fully configured, meaning fully loaded uh, laptop, you know, with the piezo displays, which would be more expensive than the the Orbit uh, Braille, um, that would be uh, lower than that price range. The starting point uh, will be considerably lower than that. It's 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 a bit hard for me, and also a little bit premature to 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 give you a number there. But we do intend for the the starting configuration to be pretty affordable. Ooh, pretty affordable. Mm. Okay. Mm. Now I guess,
1: and again, we have to be clear on this, right? Because this is a configurable system. So that's right. I'm guessing you could buy and I'm just surmising but you could get an i3 processor or an i5 processor in there uh at, you know the base level with you know maybe 8 gig of ram and whatever size solid state drive and that's obviously going to be a lot cheaper because it's the base model up to you know an i7 or an i9 or you know 32 gig 64 gig ram you know 512 2 terabyte ssd whatever it might be right so the price Precis. is going to be different in comparison and that's that's reasonable I think we can all agree that.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. But the thing, the Braille display is going to be the major price point mm. in, in this device. Um, how did you, is this specifically for the Optima, this Braille display? Could someone, for example, put their own, I don't know which Braille display you're using, what make or whatever, <laughs> I assume it's one of your own. Um, could, could someone add their own Braille display into the actual chassis? of the uh, Optima.
0: You know, unfortunately not not exactly. And and the reason for that is, you know, uh, while a lot of the components in the electronics industry are are modular and standardized, you know, things like memory, SSD, etc. You know the the standards for the, those have been around for for decades. Uh, you know, unfortunately, no such standard exists for Braille modules, right, or Braille displays. Um, and uh, so, you know, the, they're all you know, they have various degrees of proprietary features, including you know size, you know the kinds of uh, electrical interfaces, the software interfaces, etc. So, uh, and you you also can't really buy a Braille module off the shelf, right? No. You can buy Braille displays, but those are finished products. And um, and of course, you know, with 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 Braille displays, including ours, you can surely pair, you know, connect them to any any computing device. Um, so you no, know, you, you will you'll be able to configure our unit with either a, a piezo display or an Orbit uh, Braille display, but it won't really be feasible to sort of drop in a third-party display yet. (laughs) Now, if in the future, you know, and we're we're not rolling anything out here. I mean, our whole goal here is to really make this a product for the user. And uh, and that is one of the reasons, you know, a lot of people ask us, okay, you know, you have your own Braille cells, you know, what prompted you to go and uh, offer Piezo as well? And the answer is because, you know, we want to offer choices. You know, we're not locked into... Uh, you know say our braille displays, you know we really want this to be flexible. we want people to be able to configure it in the way they like and um, uh, so uh in the future, you know maybe there is a a way to you know, have third-party modules that can plug into this. We are absolutely open to that idea.
1: Can you talk to us a little bit more about this modularity aspect? Because this, this intrigues me. So in theory, I could have a number of USB-C ports. I could swap a USB-C port out to be an HDMI port. I could swap that out to be something else. How is that possible? Is that because of the, the framework, the company framework that have developed this, this type of technology that
0: you're using in this? Yes um so uh, yeah the the uh, the electrical uh, aspects of the of this have been impossible for some time um and it's sort of bringing the electrical aspects and the mechanical aspects together in a way that allows you know easy and robust swappability of modules um and while so Keeping and maintaining a form factor that is an you know, ergonomic, compact, and uh, for the braille user, right? A typical laptop form factor is is, is great, but it has a display uh, which occupies you know, a certain amount of space um, and and certainly costs a certain amount of money. It's got a touchpad, uh, things that may not be of, you know, everyday use to a Braille user. So, you know, our form factor optimizes those, makes them, you know, know, eliminates pieces that are not immediately necessary, but while still, you know, keeping some of the functionality available in cases needed. So, you know, for instance, you have an HDMI port if you really wanted a... Uh, a visual display, you could plug in an external monitor and it would work just like a, a laptop or desktop computer. So, um, so the, yeah, the, the modularity is is as a result of sort of combining the electrical aspects with the, with the mechanical uh, design to allow, you know, plug-and-play swappability. Now, you guys
1: sell on a distribution model. So how are you going to sell all the individual components through that distribution model? Or are you going to sell direct?
0: So um, that's one of the things that we're in the process of working Uh, on. Certainly, we sell um, direct as well. Um, Even even today, we sell our products direct as well as through distribution. And uh, we'll make the modules and the the devices and the products uh, uh, themselves available through both channels you know, through our distributors uh, globally um, as well as directly from us
2: now from what I understand from looking at framework the company that um, that produced the modular you know mainstream laptops here is that they actually have a almost like a a modular store so they have a website with uh, all the modules that you can buy and clip into the mainstream framework laptops um, but that 's also a third party developers in there as well <clears throat> excuse me so um would you be able to i 'm assuming that the, the Optima adheres to that so you could swap out the modules in the same way that you could with a mainstream framework laptop interchange between the two and maybe you could sell the um you know the, maybe there may be some um Optima specific modules that you could sell in that framework um store as well.
0: That is absolutely correct. Yes, that that is certainly a possibility. Could you in theory
1: develop I am thinking about your Orbit Writer product here where you've got the Braille input, arguably the, the Braille the Orbit Speak as well which does this where you've got the Braille input but it's in a note taker form. Could you develop this without the Braille display?
0: Uh, I'm sorry, could we develop the Optima. this product without a Braille display? So with just speech output you mean?
1: Yeah, so it would just be essentially i guess like a almost like a laptop keyboard but it has right. the full computer capability within it
0: right that is certainly a possibility yes um, the question has has definitely come up and it's one of the great points of feedback that uh, we've been getting from from uh, from potential uh, customers so yes that that is a possibility
2: also i wanted to ask you about your there's a part is it a partner company access mind and a different way to using it um, other than just using it uh, with windows you can also use it almost as a note taker is that right or am i getting that wrong
0: so uh, so first about about access mind so access mind is actually a new entity it's a it's a partnership you know where orbit research and adi kushnir uh, you know, one of, one of uh, uh, the probably one of the, one of the Best software developers in our, our industry, you know, we've we've come together to form this new new entity, and it's under that that we are introducing the the, the Optima. And um, so, uh, as far as the uh, the the question about the Braille UI is concerned, so yes, the the intention behind the Braille UI is to provide a uh, simplified. Uh, user interface for people, uh, for users who may be new to the Windows experience, right, who may be more familiar with sort of the simplified um, user experience that a note taker offers uh, with, you know, um, uh, at boot up, you know, you are in a software suite that gives you basic functionality, such as a uh, an, an editor, a book reader, calendar, you know, the calculator, clock, etc. cetera. And um, if you are not yet comfortable with uh, the full Windows experience, you don't have to have it, right? So you can just start with Braille UI, you know, use th- those, those basic functions. And then once you're ready, you can switch to Windows, which you can do, by the way, instantly at, at any time. You know, it's not one or the other. Braille UI is basically an, an app that runs under windows and you know it if it, if it is so configured it starts up by default when you boot up the machine but you can exit out of it and come back to it at any time that you want
1: and are you using the standard keys that you know the the was it the jkl and the dsf you're using those keys for the braille input in that situation or are you using the qwerty keyboard and cursor keys
0: so you can actually use either uh, in any mode. So the the mm. uh, the uh, Braille, uh, you know, the six key uh, input can be used globally. So in any Windows uh, app, as well as in Braille UI, but so can the QWERTY keyboard.
2: Wow, that's actually quite interesting, right? Okay, because- how, how how is that done? Uh, sorry, because there's no Braille keys on here, right? specific no. standalone braille keys. So how how do you how does it decide okay these these keys are going to be the braille keys now rather than just, you know, standard alphabet keys.
0: So you you would switch to that mode with a with a particular command sequence, right? So let's say Control B L right for Braille, or, or we haven't decided this yet. I but yet. You, would, you would switch to the onboard Braille uh, keyboard, and uh, I mean the remapped keys. Let's call them you know where the J K L keys would be the uh, dot keys, and um, the rather the home row would be the the, the dot keys, and then you would switch back out of it with a similar uh, hotkey um, shortcut.
2: Oh, you could really confuse people by turning that on and watching them <laughs> trying to type something. That'd be fantastic. That's so not, it's like uh, turning
1: on the and vo- voiceover every time you go into the Apple Store, just watching them try and figure out why does this
2: computer keep talking turn to the me? Screen curtain on, yeah, yeah, that really confuses people. Is that um is that an MVDA add-on you're using for the PC brow keyboard?
0: Uh, that isn't yet finalized. Um, uh, that that could be one way we do it.
2: Okay, yeah, because that works really well. I've tried that myself. The I think yes. it's actually called the PC Braille keyboard add-on, and it does work really well. And as you said, it is universal. So, yeah, that would be quite cool. I didn't know that was a thing. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. I, and that, that's really interesting that it's an app because Sean and I were
1: debating that. You know, Would it be something that's almost like you shut the Windows side down and then you're into the Braille UI or actually you know, it's part of the system? And I think that, that makes it more usable and also kind of cool in a way because you can just jump between them. You don't have to live in one or live in the other. You can maybe choose to use the note taker just for your own personal scratch pad or whatever you want to use it for, right?
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's
1: interesting. So this is all due to happen, you think, by CSUN next year. You, you, you're you aiming for that. That's kind of what we're, we're getting from that. That's the there. plan, yes. Yeah. And um, we'll, we'll learn pricing nearer the time, but obviously the distribution side as well. You can buy direct. You would be able to buy this direct from... Uh, your company from orbit research directly as well as through distributors and that's that's something you're working on that is correct yes
2: and of course I know the question that Stephen really wants to ask is are there any review units shipping yet
1: well that's that's one question but there's actually a better question than that which is burning in the back of my mind uh, I have to tell um, you I have to tell you Venkatesh I'm a bit of a, a keyboard obsessive um uh-huh. What are the keys like? Are we talking mechanical clicky? Are we talking squishy? What are we talking about here?
0: So uh, I, I, I completely understand that I'm a I'm a I'm a bit of a keyboard uh, fanatic uh, myself. Uh, so the, the keyboards are the keyboard the keys are going to be you know, a, you know really good quality uh, laptop uh, scissors type uh, keys. Okay, so you know, what you would expect from from a really nice laptop, you know, a Dell or a you know, an, an, a MacBook kind of laptop. Yeah, because you
1: know if you're talking if you're talking laptops, you've got to be careful here, right? Because you know Lenovo good, Dell good, MacBook good, uh, you know Acer. Mm. You know, you've got to exactly. be careful, right? So, you know, different exactly. keyboards. Um, but this this is a bit of an obsession of mine. Uh, You're snobs. I, I am a bit of a keyboard snob. <laughs> I mean, I, I I know this might be going a little bit too far down the line because, of course, configurability is one thing. And, you know, then there becomes a bit of a, like, you know, pimp up my Optima. But, um, you know, there is a question mark around, you know, could, or could is there a question mark around <laughs> keyboards? Like, could could you upgrade the keyboard, for example, and say, hey, do you know what? I really want a mechanical keyboard in this. Would that be an option potentially down the line? I mean, is that
0: something that would be open with Framework? Potentially, potentially, yes. Uh, though, you know, the, the form factor uh, does pose some constraints, right? I mean, mm-hmm. typically when you buy a keyboard, you know, they'll have slightly different layouts, you know, how the function keys, how the numpads are, and so on. And so the size changes. And uh, the, I mean, the big challenge with, with mechanical, you know, clicky keys is that they're pretty high, right? They have to be tall. Because you've got a lot of travel. Um, Scissor skis, on the other hand, have uh, much much shorter travel, and that's what keeps them compact and you know and very slim. So, uh, so potentially, yes. I mean, you know, the fact that you know we're uh, trying to make everything modular means that yes, in the future, uh, it it may be possible to replace the keypad- keyboard with a different one.
1: And maybe even a little numpad
2: you could stick on the oh, side oh now. come on, this would be you so, want the so moon cool on a stick what's the matter with you? Uh, just, just, just quickly can I just ask uh, where the where the the display would be on a, a standard mainstream laptop um, Is there a cover to this i 'm thinking you know can you just sort of shut that and, and it 's covered or is this just totally open and you would you would you know if you wanted to, I suppose you could buy a case for it or something.
0: So, so yes, of course, you can, we can buy a case for it, and we'll offer one ourselves. And you know, there'll probably be also third parties offering cases. Um, but uh, yes, uh, we are planning to have a, a, a hardcover, which uh, we haven't fully decided yet, but it could be something that slides on uh, to protect the keyboard and the, and the Braille uh, line. Or sort of swivels and then sort of swings out of the way, you know, kind of folds out and down, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, there's uh, a design aspect that we are still working on. We'd love to get feedback on that too.
1: Yeah. Now, talking of feedback, uh, one of the or some of the criticism I've heard around the announcement of this has been from people who say, "Well, you know, there's been other variants of this before. There have been attempts to create this kind of product before, and they haven't worked so well." Uh, but this is, I think, there's something different here. This is just my opinion, but I think there's something different here because you're offering a configurability. You're offering modern, up to date parts. We're not starting off with something which is out of date as soon as it ships. In fact, you make quite uh, quite a, a meal of that on your own website, making that clear that that's not what a you're...
2: meal of it. Unbelievable! It's so oh, rude. I'm so oh, sorry, but <laughs> it's true. You know that
1: you say that on your website. It's there for people to read. Uh, you know, people can see that you know it's, it, you're you're not attempting to sell something that is out of date as soon as it ships, and I think that's important to say. But I do wonder, based on the feedback you've had already, in particular at Csun, were you surprised by the feedback? Were you hoping for more feedback? What what was the sense? Were were people surprised, excited about this?
0: So, in in general, people were were super excited. Uh, people, you know, for the most part people really liked what they saw uh, in our prototype and you know, when we had a fully functioning, uh, with several actually fully functioning prototypes. Um, and so oh, by and large, the, the feedback was that they, they really liked most things about it. Uh, some folks felt that the key part that we had on our prototype could be a little bit better, you know, small things like, you know, the, the raised bumps on the home keys were were not as high as they would like it, so we got some some good feedback about certain details, like you know maybe the need for for thumb keys, um, which we did not have in our in our prototype. And but by and large, in terms of uh, its features, you know the modularity aspect, and the upgradability and repairability, um, the uh, ergonomics, uh, sort of the, the 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 size, we got some really good confirmations about some of our beliefs going into this project.
1: Interesting. Very interesting. So, uh, you know, when this finally makes its way out, of course, this brings your product range to, you know, quite a considerable size. You have a lot of different products. And and like you say, and and you said earlier, you're, Moving into the low vision space, this is quite new for Robert Research as well. I mean, well, I say that actually. I mean, you've been in that space, I guess, with the Eye Bill and with the Talking Scientific Calculator as well. I guess, but you know, this is a kind of new area. And one thing, like Sean says earlier, you know, that you are a disruptor. You are out there to to shake up the industry a little bit. And and is is that is that the drive? Is it to to shake up the industry, or is it to just provide lower cost items to people?
0: well it's it's a it's a bit bit of both actually um you know we as as a company you know we love to innovate we love a challenge uh we love to solve what have often been called unsolvable problems and so as as engineers you know that's kind of very dear to us that's sort of in our dna we love to invent and innovate and uh by you know we we also know that yes you know there are lots of companies and you know even ourselves we could do innovations in other fields uh probably you know make a good amount of money uh, but it for sure doesn't have the same impact in other fields, and that to us is equally if not more dear and um we know that we can't bring about that impact unless the products are really affordable, right? What's the point of making a $10,000 computer that, you know, only 20 people can buy, right? So uh, so it's, 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 it's a combination of both. You know, we feel that the disruption goes hand in hand with the affordability.
1: It's been really interesting having you on, ventakesh I'm so glad you came on. And also, thank you for giving us so much time today, because we really wanted to Find out a lot more about this particular product, obviously, but also your other range of products as well. Uh, I think the Orbit Speak is going to be a really interesting product to learn about and and to play with. Uh, I think for a lot of people that might be the product they've been looking for for a long time. I think the Braille and Speak, you know, it it was. I remember a friend of mine had it at school, you know, and it was a brilliant product. So it's great to see something like that come back, and you know, not always. It's kind of nice to have the choice of not always having the Braille display, right? You don't always need it. And this is why I think as well, and I'm not trying to push you down this road. I'm sure others have already. But, you know, the idea of the, you know, the computer, the Optima without the Braille display could also be as equally an interesting proposition uh, as it is with the Braille display. And obviously that would change the price model again. Um, Lots of, lots of food for thought with this, but uh, thank you so much (laughs) for coming on, Ventakesh, And uh, yeah,
0: come back soon you're very welcome thank you so much for having me this was really a pleasure and uh, absolutely I'd love to come back
1: and that's it for today Sean Uh, we have to go we're out of time but really interesting we'll we'll, we'll talk more about this tomorrow we'll come back to it we'll come back to this because there's so much out of that conversation interesting so interesting yeah keep your feedback coming as well send us your thoughts email us feedback at doubletaponair.com call 1-877-803-4567 we'll be back tomorrow thanks guys